0: Welcome to the first ever episode of Ultimate 11, it's um, a new podcast that gets famous football fans to pick their favourite players for the teams that they support. Uh, Thank you for joining me. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably either an immediate member of my family or a close friend. Um, Or you might just be interested in hearing celebrities talk about their football teams and the players that they love. Um, Probably the first group. But either way, thank you for listening. Um, Please subscribe to the podcast and just share it with anyone and everyone who you think would be interested in, in listening to it. Um also get in touch with me. Um the email is ultimate eleven podcast at gmail dot com. The eleven is in Roman numerals football style. Uh you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at ultimate underscore eleven. Again, eleven is Roman numerals. Um and yeah, let me know your thoughts, let me know what you think of the teams that people pick, um, and put forward your suggestions for other guests you'd like to hear on the show. Uh, Our first guest is comedian Darius Davies, uh, a very, very funny man and very passionate Arsenal fan. Um, So he picks his favourite Arsenal players from years gone by. I'm I'm sure Darius won't mind me saying this, he's pretty well known on Twitter for voicing his opinions on Arsenal um, and recently those opinions have not been very positive. Uh, So we get into that quite a bit on the show as well. I genuinely felt a bit sorry for Darius at several points during the episode. Um, But have a listen and then check Darius out. Um, You can watch his comedy on YouTube and Twitter and uh, things like that. True story, Darius actually reached out to me on Twitter canvassing for votes to become president of a live comedy association that I'm not a member of. Um, And then before I could even respond, he asked me to fix his television. So yeah, it was quite possibly the most bizarre exchange of messages I've ever had on any social media platform. Um, But once we'd sorted both of those things out, I asked him about if he wanted to be a guest on my podcast, and he was happy to oblige. So I had a few recording difficulties, but hopefully you can still enjoy it. Um, But anyway... Here it is, have a listen to the episode, let me know what you think. This is Darius Davies' Ultimate Arsenal 11. Welcome to the show, Darius Davis. how are you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks man,
0: uh, thanks for having me. No worries, are you buzzing after the Arsenal result tonight?
1: Well, I, I I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm buzzing uh, over a 3-0 win against Molde on a plastic pitch. But I would say that I'm uncharacteristically not mad at Arsenal, which is what usually happens when I watch them play, at least in the Premier League anyway. So I'm mildly happy.
0: Yeah, and qualification secured. You've got to be happy with that. Like
1: with two games to spare. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's the I mean, minimum.
0: It's the minimum you expect really.
1: Yeah, I mean who was in our gr- I can't, can't remember the, the teams in our group are so rubbish I can't even think who they are. That it's like saying, so no, I, <laughs> I mean you're talking about beating Mulder. Name one play I've just watched them name one player who plays for Mulder. That's a fair point. Yeah. Although
0: the- to be fair, I didn't I didn't recognise one of the Arsenal scorers today.
1: Oh, well, yeah, he's yeah. he's a youth team player, but that's fair enough. But still, I, I don't know who the other people are in the Arsenal team, but um, they're rubbish. So, I mean, <laughs> Arsenal at the moment, as being an Arsenal fan, is not a. Uh, but this is the. When we get into the ultimate 11, this is the price we pay for flying <laughs> so high. Undefeated an entire season. Legends that 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 we saw in our time you know maradona's just passed we i was lucky enough i'm lucky enough to remember that arsenal team i remember it The 1998 team and the 2002 team i remember it you know i saw them play so in in the flesh and you know now we've got this shit but anyway
0: so we uh, we shouldn't expect many current Arsenal players in your ultimate eleven. Though. Yeah,
1: I I don't think you will see any Arsenal players from two thousand and two onwards.
0: <laughs> I mean, is it just going to be the Invincibles? Is that your ultimate eleven? Well,
1: it will be a mix. You know what? It will actually probably be a mix of the doubles and the uh, the ninety eight. I actually, and a lot of people say this. They think the nineteen ninety eight team was better than the Invincible team. Um, yeah. so it'll be a mixture. Okay. A mixture fair enough. And then maybe if I did subs bench, I might put on some people who weren't in there, but very doubtful.
0: All right. Fair enough. So are you, are you kind of not on the Mikel Arteta train then? Do you? No, I
1: do not. Really, a... Are you
0: not behind him as well?
1: Not so I think Mikel Alteta is a case of the Emperor's new clothes. I've not been impressed. <laughs> I think I uh, listen, after Emery, anyone could come in and that was just, you know, he finally he, he won a few games. He won the FA Cup and he, he's won the trophy. But I've got two trophies already. The play has been so boring. So rub- like listen, if you're gonna I know and I'm not I'm not a massive Ozil fan. Ozil has been rubbish as well, right? Ozil has been a terrible player for the last year. But having said that, if you're going to drop Ozil from the team, you better have a team that's creating chances and making opportunities. Arsenal haven't scored for like I don't know five games or something. It's so so boring. They create and, and there's no there's no room for our highest played player ever. Second highest assist maker ever in the Premier in the, in the Premier League or at the moment, I think. I believe no room for Mesa Ozil, but there's room for a Southampton reject right back in Cedric Suarez. <laughs> get out, my, Come on, I'm not having that. So, so I'm not being impressed with Arteta. I think he he's uh, he plays boring football, doesn't create chances. I see everyone's hyped up about him. I we will see how he does in the next two matches. But any, you know, the, the actual big, big games he's had, you know, to kind of come over, he's flopped finally he won the FA Cup final. But that might, so I read somewhere, it might prove worse for Arsenal in the long run. I don't know. Hmm. That's, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't think he should be, well, actually I've said firing, but... <laughs> Um, I think <laughs> the, he needs. To, they're just so boring, so yeah. boring. Just rub like this is. At least when we were playing with Wenger, I mean Emery was rubbish as well. But at least I mean, the, you know what it is now. The whole Arsenal club, from top to bottom, now is mediocre. All the players, <laughs> every single yeah. one of them, are medium. They're like medium. They're like six. They're like a six player right then our good players are seven players but what used to happen is we had good players that would drag the sevens up to eights and nines but now we don't have any leaders everyone just gets dragged down to a six and they're just so mediocre and boring and it's just they're just rubbish i was looking at it's like this is like pepe terrible he cost 72 million he's rubbish 72 million you expect him to come on and immediately start scoring, just like banging in the goal. And they're to oh, need some time to. Do. No, no, you don't get any time for that. No, sorry, you're professional <laughs> footballer who earns, who paid, cost seventy two million. You're not a non league. Com- we expect more from a guy coming up from the first division than we do from 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 a seventy two million world record signing for the club. It's rubbish. Um, Aubameyang stopped scoring, but then. Like This is my, 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 my problem with um Arteta, why he annoys me, right? We played yep. Leicester. They did nothing for the whole match. He brought on Vardy, right? Where do you think he's going to put Vardy? He puts him up front. Does he put his best goal scorer on the left wing? No. He puts him up front, in the middle, and he scores a goal. Where does he play Aubameyang? oh let's, let's put our best striker on the left wing. No, are you an idiot? Just play... I don't know why he tra- they try to It's it. Like, it's not that you're making the game more complex. You're all trying to pass it. And you're immediately pressed. Like against Liverpool, we got battered. And I said, like, just play it long. Just If they're going to press you, just play it over the top and run through. Just play it over the top. But they don't play it over the top. They try and play it through the players. They lose the ball and then they instantly can see the goal. The next match, Villa played Liverpool. Every time Liverpool did their stupid pressing, they just played it over the top. They got battered like six-one or whatever it was. So I don't think. I just think he's just stubborn and stupid. And I think we've got a lot of gormless, brain-dead players. And the, the reason why Arsenal fans are turning on Pepe, not just because of his price, but, but he looks gormless. Like when you see him, he <laughs> looks like just gormless. Like he's got a gorm Maitland Niles. He's got a gormless face as well. Just he looks thick. It's like, oh you fucking idiots. Anyway. <laughs> I could rant about Arsenal
0: all day. I was gonna say, yeah, I we could turn this into a an Arsenal FC podcast and you can just keep going. But we have to at some point reminisce about the good old days. Uh, and hear yeah. your ultimate Arsenal eleven. Yeah. Um so okay, getting into it then. So how how are you lining up formation wise?
1: Four four two. I'm not gonna do anything stupid. Uh oh, let's play two, three. That's when Venga went rubbish when he started playing with the you know, started going mad and didn't put like the best we ever had was Petit and Vieira in centre midfield. Just we dominated everything. Yeah. We would no one pushed us. You wanted to fight, we'll fight. You wanted to pass, we'll pass. So I play four four two. That's that's my okay. my thing. Now you probably know my centre midfield. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bit of a spoiler, but yeah, that's no, good. Four four two. So who's in
1: goal? So uh I mean obviously it's a toss up between Seaman and Layman. Um I think I'm gonna go with Seaman, even though he's responsible for one of the saddest moments of my childhood when Naeem was when he got lobbed by Naeem. Um oh, yeah. I I couldn't believe it. Um the last minute of the last kick of the game. Um but yeah. But other than that, Seaman was great. He, re- I mean, okay, fair enough. When he did make mistakes, like in the World Cup quarterfinal against Brazil, and also <laughs> in the in the final. <laughs> but over a league season, he rarely made those mistakes, and he was partly responsible for us getting a. I remember making loads of penalty saves, so I go with Seaman. I think he was just he was just he was just solid. Just like steady, yeah. solid. Whereas Lemon was, Layman was obviously was great, but he was a bit more erratic. Um, but yeah, Seaman was great. And you know who was great in that season as well, who came in when Seaman was injured? Maninga. I don't know if you remember him. Alex yeah. Maninga. he yeah. came in and he was wicked for a bit. I don't know what happened to him, but he was great. But yeah, David Seaman would be my, uh, my goalkeeper.
0: A solid choice. He was, mm. yeah, I mean, he was a great keeper. Ridiculous haircut, but yeah. Oh, I respected what, what, that. Like, where... And some of, yeah. some of his saves, man, like the save against, uh was it Sheffield United in the FA Cup?
1: Yeah. That where he's like,
0: one. sort of almost bent in half backwards to claw it back from over the line. I think like when you look at a keeper, if the, the incredible headline saves outweigh the catastrophic moments, then I think they're probably doing all right. And I think Seaman just about
1: does that. Yeah. and It's always funny to say lot Seaman from the halfway line, so Yeah, that's always good. Yeah. So he was cool. good. Um he is my my goalkeeper. Congratulations, David Seaman. You've made it in.
0: <laughs> so David Seaman in goal. Back four, starting on the left hand side.
1: Well, the left hand side. I mean I'm going to probably go with Winterburn. Um, I guess other contenders, maybe you would have put Ashley Cole in there, but then he did the ultimate betrayal, so he's out. Um, Then who else is there that you could really go with? Silvino, he was good, but no. So I think it's got to be Winterburn, and I I always remember he scored an amazing goal against Chelsea from outside the box. Left foot, like outside of the left foot, bending it in. from right to left. Yeah. He was good. He was just that Arsenal back four, they were just solid. They, they were just, and they could play Winterburn and Dixon. They never really got the like international respect that they deserve. But yeah, I think I'm going to go with Nigel Winterburn at left back.
0: Yeah. He was another one. He was, yeah, like you said, just absolutely solid. Um, he was he was good going forward, but he was like a proper defending left back, which is kind of what you needed, especially in some of the Arsenal teams that he played in. Um, yeah, he was he was pretty tough for a, quite a
1: small guy. Yeah. Also, he's responsible for a very funny moment when De Canio pushed the referee over. <laughs> then Winterburn oh, ran yeah. up to De Canio, and De Canio went like made him flinch, which is quite funny. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen that, it's on YouTube. That's a funny moment. So you said Winterburn left-back, definitely.
0: Okay. And then, who are your two centre-backs?
1: Well, this is where it starts getting a bit iffy. I think one of them is without doubt Tony Adams. So that's just... And he's the captain as well. So he gets it over Vieira. So Tony Adams is just... He's a club legend. So he's in there. He was I mean, he he had a career renaissance and he was just a beast, like a beast. Like you see, like sometimes I look at some of these players, I think, wow, if Adams was like this team wouldn't be able to do that against someone like Tony Adams, like it was just dominant. And then uh, it's a choice of three. So it would be out of Bolden, Keown and Campbell. And I think, and they were all beasts, but I think just for player, like as a player, Intimidation, strength. I'm just give it well actually not just I'll give it to Campbell. Campbell was probably superior, then Keone, then Bold. So it'd be Adams and Campbell in the centre.
0: Pretty formidable partnership. Yeah. yeah. Solid centre backs. And also and, we've and got it from like Spurs. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a nice fuck you to the Spurs fans. Um and just like massive characters as well. Like just I mean Tony Adams was A bit of a nutcase on the field, you know. Obviously, had his problems off it as well. But he was always just someone you just wanted to watch because you didn't know what was going to happen. I was watching a video the other day, and like he scored some incredible goals for Arsenal.
1: Like
0: there was was one where he scored like a left a left foot volley from like the right hand side of the box. It's like, what the hell was he even doing there? Yeah, goal
1: recently as well. Yeah.
0: And the goal, um, the title, uh, what's year was it when you won the title in ninety-eight? Everton at home, I think in ninety-eight. In yeah. the last game. He just, he was just like, I'm just going to go up front now and just bombed it forward from centre back. And uh, you Went know, over the top, you
1: know, who, you know,
0: you know, played him in.
1: Steve Ball. Uh,
0: I can't remember. Who oh, was it? Yeah, I was going to say it was probably Dennis Bergkamp.
1: No, it was Steve Ball. Steve Ball. Steve Ball. Maybe. Wow. Wow.
0: What a what a rarity that must have been a Steve Bold assist for a Tony <laughs> Adams goal.
1: Well, actually, <laughs> I think it's not as rare as you think because for a while before Wenger came, they used to do the corner routine where they'd kick it to the near post, the Steve Bold would flick it on, and Adams would get it at the back post. I think that was it. I'm pretty certain that that's how it went.
0: Ah, uh, okay. I wonder how many there were. Then maybe yeah. it was more common than I realised. Yeah, yeah. Probably wasn't really watching Arsenal awesome in that. Uh, when they had sort of Bolden Adams, that was just a bit before my peak Premier League era.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was to be honest, it's a bit before mine. But when you when I got into it, I, I, now I like now my love for football has really drained. I don't know if that's because I'm older, because football has changed. It's too whatever. But I remember when I was a kid, I could literally name every starting lineup of all the teams in the Premier League. And you know, I just knew everything about it, and I loved it so much. And then, as I did a history and did all this, and then now, I mean, I can barely name the starting. I definitely, I can't bet. Can mainly name the starting lineup of Arsenal, but I definitely can't name. I'd walk past like most of the Liverpool team, and they're the champions. (laughs) I I wouldn't. (laughs) Other than Salah, um, and maybe Henderson, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know most of them.
0: Yeah. And do you think that's do you think that's now because there's so much fan specific content, the blogs and podcasts and YouTube channels for individual clubs that it just makes it easier to immerse yourself in, you know, content around the club you support rather than, you know, just being a fan of football in general?
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I also think it's because I don't like football as much. <laughs> I really, I just don't like it as much. It's just a bit. And they've just done too many things. Like there's too much of a disconnect. I don't know if everyone moans about money and stuff, but there's definitely a disconnect now. It's not the and like yeah, it's, football died for me kind of like when Abramovich came to Chelsea. Something I mean, because there was always money in football, but now it's just like oh, we're gonna buy the best players and that's it. It's like. Mm. Is there that much skill? I guess Liverpool maybe haven't bought all the best players, but whatever. I'm bitter. (laughs) So
0: the final member of your back four, who's your right back?
1: I'm going to go with Lauren over Lee Dixon. Um, And I'm going for Lauren uh, because Wenger said when he chose his ultimate team, Lauren is one of the players, he said, that would go to war for you and I just never remember Lauren not just being I mean he was just strong, just solid looking yeah. good defender, he could attack, he was great. So I'll go for Lauren. And I think that's a pretty beefy defence. And it could play as well. So they were all pretty good ball players as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just I yeah, I just remember Lauren being just hard as nails.
1: Yeah, you it. well, that's-, so, that's what this Arsenal team since about 2007 onwards has just been a bunch of pussies. That team just wouldn't like you, wouldn't want to fight them. That's what we've been missing. Yeah. It's like, oh, Tony, who do you want to fight? Tony Adams or Senderos? <laughs> or Tony Adams, as you know what I mean, and Mustafis? No, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: are you, is this team like, Are these like your favourite players or is this like players that you just wish you could bring back?
1: (laughs) These aren't my favourite players necessarily. These are the players I consider that if I had to pick a best Arsenal team to play against the best whatever other team, they would be the the strongest team.
0: Okay. So it's the best team rather than your favourite team. So like who would be your... If you were picking your favorite players, like, because, like, players that you just randomly loved, like, watching growing up in your defense, who would you have?
1: Well, I like Silvino. I liked him because he was Brazilian. Yeah. And he had a bit more trickering skill. Yeah. So, I liked Silvino and I liked players like that. But he wasn't, uh, he probably wasn't, you know, as good as, he wouldn't be in my team to take on the world. But I did like Silvino. Yeah. He went to Barcelona as well.
0: Yeah, and um, he didn't. He he scored a couple of decent long range goals as well. He was just another one that would get the ball kind of just inside the opposition's half from left back and bring it
1: forward about ten yards and be like, yeah,
0: might as well just have a shot.
1: Yeah, definitely. He was he was great. I liked the Savino was good, but I actually think. Of that defence, it's probably the same anyway. I wouldn't have changed much other than maybe Silvino. But other than that, it's the same.
0: Yeah. Cool. And then midfield four, are you going like a flat midfield four or
1: is it a diamond or
0: how are you lining up?
1: I think I'm going to play just not a flat. I mean, yeah, the wing is a bit more left winger, right winger, a bit foot ahead of the double pivot, which would be, but because I'm choosing the best players, actually, I'm not going to, I was, I'm consider. so I was going to put Vieira in centre mid, definitely. Yeah. Then I was considering Fabregas. But the thing is, Fabregas, he was great, but you have, the, the play had to all go through him. And I actually think when he came to Arsenal, in a way, he ruined Arsenal. Because all <laughs> the play, like he was great, but he wasn't a team player. Like it had to be, the team had to be for him. And he never carried them over the line when he should have done. So, for that reason, I'm dropping him for Petit. The Petit and Vieira in centre mid. And then, left wing is hard. But if I can move players out of position, which, being as it's my team, I can, I'd put Pires on the right wing. And I would put Overmars, a random one, on the left wing because he was wicked Overmars, like scored all the time and he was so fast.
0: Yeah, Overmars was class. I just want to go back. I don't think I've ever heard an Arsenal fan say that Fabregas was not good for Arsenal. That that really shocked me. I cannot believe that you don't think that Fabregas was, was good for your club. Well, why you, why...
1: because when Fabregas came, so before Fabregas, it was Henri was the main guy in the team, right? And the team played to that strength and yeah. it went through him. But when Fabregas came, he played the game so much, the whole thing was dictated to the way he played, right? So he had to. So yeah. it all went through him. So, yeah, sometimes we played amazing football, but there were times he might get injured, the team had no clue what he was doing. But there were other times when he just didn't, he did He you know, when when the team's built around you, you've got to deliver and he didn't. He was good but he, what did he win for Arsenal? Nothing. Unless I thought, yeah, it didn't mean nothing. <laughs> so, um,
0: yeah, no, I mean, no, don't get me wrong, he it was he was part of that Arsenal team who were incredible to watch and always competitive but, yeah, they didn't really win anything.
1: Oh, no. but, and then he, then he went like, to Chelsea although Petit yeah, went to Chelsea well, as well. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know when that era, after that era, he was the start of Arsenal's slow descent into the mediocrity (laughs) that we have now. That's why I don't like it. Because he was good, right? But we then started making allowances for him. And that just drove slow. So until now, we've got like a midfield of Granite Xhaka telling the fans to fuck off. And we've all just forgotten it because we're so rubbish. and whoever, Mohamed Elneny, a Besiktas reject comes back in and we're like, oh, wow, he's amazing. I mean, yeah, he tries hard, but he would, you know, just a lot of six and average players, and he just started the slow descent, in my opinion. Um, I'm going for winners. What this Arsenal team needs is winners. People who play the ball forward, with to be fair, Fabregas did, but I don't know. He never, for me... Well, they just had a wicked game for um, Monaco, didn't he? But yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going with Petit and Vieira. Well, but but I would imagine other fans might go Vieira, Fabregas. But I don't think they'll be able to play together. That's why I'm not doing it.
0: Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I think I feel like what you're saying about Fabregas. Um, yeah, everything went through him, and he he didn't. He didn't sort of drag the team up. I feel like you can't really blame him for that. I feel like the the rest of the team needed to step up as well because in that in that team, like everything went through him. But you you can't just rely on one player. So I think if you had a Fabregas and Vieira midfield, Vieira would be the one.
1: No, I blame dragging I people up. No, I blame Fabregas for that. Uh, wow, I I do. Well,
0: that's the. That's the title of this podcast sorted. I blame Fabregas. I
1: blame Fabregas. For,
0: and I don't think blame he'd... Fabregas for the next 15 years of Arsenal media. Yes,
1: and I don't wow. think he'd be able to... I don't think he'd be able to play with Vieira and these other players that I'm going to put around him. I don't think the way he plays, he wouldn't be able to play with the other players that I'm going to finish. Like, he holds on to the ball a bit too long, he slows down the play... Those Arsenal teams were so fast. Bam, bam, bang, 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 back to front. You know, I think he put his foot on the ball and it was good, but I, he, hes not getting in my team. So I've done. I've made my mind up. All right, Petit Vieira. Fair
0: enough. Petit and Vieira, and then wingers. I mean, yeah, wingers again—an area of strength for Arsenal. Like you could have picked two completely different wingers, and I think everyone would have been happy with that. But Perez... I mean, what a legend, what a player. Yeah, he was
1: He was so, he is, he was so good. Um, yeah. I remember, I think it was his second season he came and he was just like, my friend just used to say he'd put bets on Perez to score because he scored every match and he used to, he won so much yeah. money. So, yeah, just, Perez was, I don't know, he, that was, was that too far? Maybe it was 2,000, Euro 2,000. And he injured his knee, which was a shame. Um, so he didn't play for it. He injured it just at the end of the season. Uh, but, yeah, Pires was great. Like, really, really yeah. good. Um, I And mean, then I'm putting Overmars in there. I'm just going to switch the wing and put Overmars on the left. Because he was even though he was only there for a little bit, I think as a player, he was wicked. I guess I've yeah. not, cho- of the people I've dropped, I guess I've forgotten maybe Jundberg. Parler was good, but I don't think Parler was better than them. And Jundberg was, Jundberg was good as well. He got in, he scored a lot of goals as well. That's what we. None of yeah. our midfield ever scores anymore. They're so rubbish, so rubbish, and we never score. But man, those seasons, Pirès would score like ten goals. Jundberg would score ten goals. Parler would score like ten goals. Or well, the whole midfield would contribute goals. Now we're like scraping for a penalty. That's how rubbish we are. Boring, Michel teta Everton reject. Nah, he for Rangers. He's rubbish.
0: I'm I yeah, I mean, he was. I yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't one of your best players, but I think he's. I think he's got potential as a,
1: yeah, as a manager. I,
0: I think it's too early. It's too early to completely write him off. I think in, I like, think, in Arsenal and in general. I think he's I think he'd be of, gone. The club is in a bit of a mess. He's inherited a load of players that, that you're right, are mediocre at best. But he's inherited a lot of them. He's had, you know, a, a club that has not been focused on youth for a long time, and now is finally bringing some players through, and so he's managing to get some value out of that. But I think, I think if Arteta stayed at Arsenal for like five years, I think you could be back to. Competing again—that's my opinion.
1: Mm. Yeah, I suspect if the next few matches don't go his way, the clamour for for Arteta to be removed yeah. will be deafening. Because listen, I know we won this Europa League run. Is is a uh, is clouding the Premier League form, which is just abject. We're like 18th in the league table for form. We're just ter- like honestly just shit. If he, And I I think, well, actually, I don't know. I reckon Spurs and Wolves, so our next two matches, could definitely beat us. And this isn't just something I've been saying now. I was saying this before the Man U match when they lost them. This isn't a new thing. We've not had one good match in the Premier League this season. And there's never, Even when we beat Fulham, it didn't look like, oh, wow, we're playing fluid, attacking nice football. Every match has been just drudgery. And it's the way he lines them up, the tactics that he uses. Um, so I just, I think, we, we'll, let's see where we are after the next two matches. But uh, he's, if he doesn't, if he, if we come in but if he doesn't win both those matches or at least a, a win in it, he needs to, I think if he loses, if he gets a win and a draw, even then he's scraping the barrel. That's my opinion on that.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think, I don't think that he'll be given five years. I think just the the way that football is now, he could easily lose the lose the top the North London derby and then be out on his ear. So I don't. I think giving saying giving him five years is pretty fanciful. But I reckon if you, because that's what Arsenal needs to do is just commit to a style and to a manager. And I I think Arteza could be that manager, but I get the sense that you don't agree with me.
1: <laughs> well, for... I've seen I don't agree with you. Um, yeah. I ju- He's just like, listen, Arsenal fans, it's not even that like we play, Is if we're winning and playing boring football, we'll take it. But we're not. <laughs> we're having like the yeah. least shots per game. We don't have those shots on goal. We don't score goals. We're rubbish. He's an idiot. He doesn't, listen, Ozil, <laughs> summary Ozil situation it needs to be... Someone needs to come out. I think he's not playing possibly because of what happened with the China and Chinese Muslims. And he spoke out about it. But he's not being played. And he's our, one of our most creative player. And like I said, they've got a Southampton player. And I know Ozil's rubbish as well. Has been rubbish. But he deserves a place in the squad. Especially if we're paying him what we're paying him. And that was a huge mistake. Anyway, we'll see. Because this is about the ultimate Arsenal eleven, which this... The people currently in charge can only dream of, um, so.
0: Yeah, I I feel I mean this was, I feel like I need to apologise to you. Like this was supposed to be like quite, you know, entertaining and 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 sort of pleasurable for you to. Oh no, this is. Yeah, I'm an like fan. This is,
1: this is this <laughs> is a this is for art. we have not seen Arsenal fan TV. This is what we do. This is pleasure for us now. If we started winning, we'd be upset. This is what we like to do. We like to complain and moan and reminisce. But least, you know what it is? It's because, like I said, we ate caviar. And it's true. We didn't appreciate Wenger when we had him. And then they shouldn't have rushed him out. They should have let him fin- finish off his contract. He had the second season to go. He had all these idiots at the top, Gazidis and everyone trying to sort things off. And Gazidis goes to Milan and... The club's just been mismanaged and badly run um from the top. But we'll see. I mean I'm not discounting uh, I mean I'm Arteta one hundred percent, but I just I don't see it and I think it I I don't think it I don't think it'll be there at the end of the season. That's my hunch. Wow. Maybe I'm wrong. But if I'm right but but if I am wrong and he suddenly turns it around and plays amazing football I'm happy to eat my words come back and grovel on this podcast. Like I want us I'm only upset cuz I you know I'm only, if I didn't if I wasn't upset I mean I wouldn't care and then that's probably even worse. So yeah. It's only cuz I I love Arsenal so much that I'm so angry about them. That's the only reason.
0: If yeah, if Arteta if you win the league with Arteta, you can come back on this podcast and you can have nicola pepe instead of mark overmars but you know,
1: you you know, you know why it is right because arsenal fans look at the squad and maybe we look through rose tinted glasses but we're like man just play our play what we consider to be the best team which would probably be yeah,
0: who is that though well who this is, that? is
1: well this is, is well this is what the arsenal play <clears throat> the arsenal guys for the current team would be it would be Obamayan, pepe on the right then on the left, it would be Saka. And then Ozil behind them, like in a diamond. Then uh, yeah. Partey. Then a left ring and a right. Like, don't overcomplicate it. They overcomplicate it. They play like five at the back. And yeah. our most creative players, is David, David Luiz. And it's like, man, we've got about a million centre-backs. And I remember when, when we signed Pepe the so last season, I was like, oh, my God, can you imagine Lacazette? Lacazette, Ozil, Pepe—that's a killer. We never even we have not played it once. We never saw what we wanted to see. So that's why Arsenal fans are so furious. It's like at least let us see it, and then if it's rubbish, then maybe you know what I mean. But until we see it, we're always going to have that in our mind.
0: All right. Well, let's let's get back to your ultimate eleven before you have a heart attack. Yeah,
1: I think you know the final two are up front.
0: I mean, I could probably guess.
1: It's but quite easy I'll, for Arthur. I'll keep right. my
0: thing yeah. I'll keep my fingers crossed that there's a wild card in there. Yeah. Wow.
1: It's uh David Rowe Castle. No, it's not he was it's a uh, Burkamp and Henri. Um and then yeah. Ian Wright on the bench, who I loved Ian Wright as a kid. Um but obviously Henri's well the, the Burkamp and Henri. Henri's yeah. club's highest goal scorer, and Burkamp Revolutionized the club, so yeah, I don't see that. That's the thing. I, Arsenal actually is probably it's quite a boring because <laughs> the the best players just pick themselves because they're so their head and shoulders above. You know they're just so obvious. Um, yeah, but they were amazing.
0: Yeah. But I think I feel with Arsenal like you've got so many characters going back through the years, especially in that uh, turn of the. Like 80s to 90s, the start of the Premier League, like you know, Rowcastle, Merson, Alan Smith, mm. yeah, Tony mm. Adams, Parler, like all those guys, like the 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 sort of English English players who got absolutely slaughtered when uh, by the international uh, continental players when they started mm. getting brought in by by Wenger and Graham, and they couldn't believe how poorly they trained and how un, not unfit but how unhealthy they were like that whole Arsenal era there's so many good stories
1: well I think I mean I think the thing with that is it depends who you're speaking to and you know how old they are because that's that though, yeah. that team was before my time so I never saw them play well actually when you say Merson I do remember Merson and Merson was great um and actually I was like oh who what other bringers could I have chosen instead of overmars and Piri, um or Pires. And actually Merson was a um, was was amazing. Forget how good he was. Yeah. Um but yeah, I didn't see that team. I've obviously I've heard the stories about you know like they used to go out drink I think it was called the Tuesday Club and they just go out boozing yeah. on a Tuesday, which was you know, sounded like it was fun back in the day. And you had like what is it Steve Morrow and players like that. Yeah. But, so those unknowns
0: I feel like Arsenal need a few more people like that as well now like the current Arsenal team I mean not alcoholics but just people that kind of make make the fans smile you know what I, I think, don't think Arsenal have got any players like that even anymore
1: it's not well we have I think what Arsenal need and what they've needed for ages and ages and ages is like when you say those players may, they need like, like proper men like, men, men, like, you're not going to push me around. I will fight you. It's like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? They don't, they haven't had like a, like a proper solid, you headbutt them and they don't fall down, dive. Maybe Thomas Partey, people are hoping he's that kind of player. I don't know if he is. But we haven't had any players like that for so long that will just like, like Pepe, see when he like kind of, nudged his head <clears throat> into the the player the other night right we yeah. need a player that will get headbutted and just stand there and laugh we used to have players like that were just hard they were hard men and I actually think in football now especially in the Premier League there's not many there's not too many like hard hard like well like, that guy is hard maybe Van yeah. Dyke I think. Um, and a few of the Scottish people, Tierney, seems that he's got actually that kind of like, he seems fun. And that's why the Arsenal players, Arsenal fans actually love Tierney because he's good, but he's reminiscent. He's a bit of an old school throwback in that, you know, like he was training in Molde. Everyone, there's a picture from yesterday. He's in Molde training. All the Arsenal players are wearing uh, scarves and tracksuit bottoms. And he's like wearing just a t shirt. So. It's just a bit. I don't know. We just lack that. Like we need a bit of grit. The Premier League is now is too closeted Too. We just don't have any. Yeah. All the best teams like have l- had someone who's hard. Like, like if you think of like real good Premier League players, like Vidic, he was hard. Um, John and Terry, he T- was hard. You know what I mean? They were less like h- like hard men. Like you didn't feel like. So, and Arsenal I haven't had that for so long. They just look scared, and and those guys bring everyone up a level. So, if you're a seven, they they'll bring you up to a six. But if you're just playing with seven, then you will just kind of casually drop your standards. So, whereas yeah. whereas Fabregas was an eight or a nine, he just wasn't. He just didn't have that personality. So he got sucked down to being like an eight, and they just dropped down a level. Whereas when we had. That 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 Arsenal team I said there, every single player in that team, bar maybe. So Pires was great, right? But you'd say he was a seven. But when he played with those other players, they elevated his game to an eight. They made him play better than he was. Like they just they, he just played like Petit on his own wasn't that great, but in conjunction with Vieira, his game just brought everything up. Adams, but they brought everything up. So that's that's kind of what we lacked and now we've just got a load of mediocre players that just just no one just like in this Arsenal team or even who you think well this guy is gonna just drag us through it now that's why Ronaldo is great Cristiano Ronaldo because he always steps up when the team's losing he always scores I hate Ronaldo but he's a great player he steps up and it's will t- score goals they drag that team through Arsenal had a player like that for so long I can't remember like ah. Oh, Oh, he's, he can do it for us.
0: Yeah. No, nah, I, I agree. Um, it's just, it is quite funny as a non-Arsenal fan just to hear Arsenal fans rant and rave about how poor their team has been for the last like 15 years pretty much. <laughs> it's yeah, and, and you're right. It is purely because you tasted it. You tasted the heady heights of you know winning titles and doubles and but, invincibles.
1: But you know why? Then, you know, I feel
0: like I feel like Man United fans are going through it now as well. Absolutely, yeah, Man, is
1: also, Man you know, That's funny. Quite nice to see. Yeah, I hate Man, yeah. Man But you know why it's for Arsenal fans? Why it's so infuriating? Because we saw and we've seen what the problem was with the team for so long. And at so many stages, it could be fixed. Because that Fabregas team, for example, if you remember, and you said I was great, all it needed was one real hard centre midfielder, a Makaleli or someone like that, to augment Fabregas. And that team would have been brought up a level. And, and we're like, please, get him. Get get yeah. this guy. And went, uh, we're we're going to get Arshavin. No, no, get him. Uh, we're going to get Kleb. No, don't get <laughs> Hleb. Get, get, get this guy. Get into the fight. We need tough guys. Uh, we're going to get Johan Giroud. I said, no. And then we saw it, and then just gradually we see it, we see it. Then when you start losing, like, Van Persie, and then you're just like, oh, man, you're just like, just make, like, so I saw Van Persie he lost. Give him what, he, he was great. That's, the, like, before he went, and I hate Van Persie now because I'm new, but before he went, just give him what he wants. He wanted, all Van Persie allegedly wanted was, we're going to buy players, we're going to commit, we're going to go forward, which is what we wanted. And they wouldn't give it to him, so we left. And the Arsenal fans were like, why are you not investing in it? We were the, like, we're not saying, oh, you know, we're like UEFA Cup. Co- we were the champions. We were It's like, why are you not consolidating on this? Because they, they settled. They were happy with mediocrity. And uh, as a fan, you're never happy with it. Now, now we're like, oh, we aspire to the mediocrity of fourth place. But at the time, we're like, we should be fighting for the championship. I mean, the table was rigged at the time, but still.
0: <laughs> All right, so that that's your team then. I mean, it's an incredible team. You, you know, it's from an incredible era. Thank you. Um, so before before we go through it again, I'll I'll read it out in a minute. Mm-hmm. So we've already got your captain, right? So Tony Adams is is wearing the armband. Yeah. It's Tony Adams is captain. Um who's taking penalties for your team? Oh. Really, even after he dicks about and tried to do that funny little tap thing, and it messed up, and he looked like an
1: idiot. Well, let That's how great Arsenal was—that we could take the piss at penalties and still miss and win four-one. That's when you know you've got a great team. <laughs> that we took in, and that wasn't like a cut. That was the Premier League. We're like, yeah, we did what we want. That's how you see. What, that's how great we were. Yeah, Andre, great.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Henri's on pens. Um, so you're the manager, but yeah. who, which Arsenal manager, like, present that? or past? Well, it's got- I'm presumably past. Well, it's got to be... Who's v- going to be your
1: assistant? It's got to, well, it's got to be Wenger and then I will, uh, what's the word? I will give my duties to him and I'll be his assistant out of respect
0: Co- you can be co-managers. You can be. I'll both be, I'll be first coach, and
1: together. he can be the first team manager. Listen, all heads must all right. bow when you are in front of greatness.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then finally, uh what kit is your Arsenal team going to be wearing when they play? From what era? Mm.
1: Well, I quite actually like the '80s kits. When I look at them now, they look really nice, like the Adidas Bruised Banana. Um, yeah. So maybe an 80s kit. I also have a soft spot for... I've got a soft spot. I can't remember. what Yeah, I think it's Arsenal. It was a Nike kit where the collar kind of... You could turn it in and it was like a circle collar or you could pull it out and add a collar collar. That was a nice one. And I think it had a blue lightning strip kit as well.
0: I don't remember that. I don't remember the round collar one. I remember the... The Bruised Banana, the JVC 80s one.
1: Yeah. I feel like... The round-collar one. I'm I feel like I right
0: remember to. Winterburn wearing that shirt. Yeah,
1: the, the round-collar one was probably... Might, that Actually, it might even be the double. Arsenal double 98 is what I'm thinking of, probably.
0: Oh, okay. So which one are
1: you going to go for? Bruised Banana or 98? Um, I'm going to go for Bruised Banana. So I like the look of it
0: nice all right cool so I'll read your team back to you Uh, so you've got David Seaman in goal yeah you've got Nigel Winterburn left back Tony Adams as captain uh, and Sol Campbell in the middle and Lauren at right back Yeah. Um, Vieira and Petit central midfielders Pires on the right Overmars on the left and then Burkamp. An Henri up front. Yeah. How do you feel?
1: I, I feel very confident, and my sub's bench will be Ian Wright, Lehman, Yunberg, Parler, Keown and Bold. I think that is a dominant mean, team. Yeah.
0: That's a pretty good team.
1: I can't
0: I can't see many other teams beating that team.
1: Yeah, we've got some attacking from the bench. Although maybe we haven't got maybe we could have one more creative, more creative player, Burkamp-esque on the bench. But I think that is a great, great, great team and a solid team. It will; either, it can fight and it can play. Like Burkamp was obviously finesse, technically excellent, but he was dirty as well. I like that about him. Yeah. So that is yeah. my team. Awesome.
0: Well, Darius, thank you very much for talking us through your team. Thank you for having me.